Hello, bingies. Welcome to Head Bingers in Charge. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie, and today we'll be talking about the Amazon Prime video series, The Wilds. Very excited to come back to this show after watching a couple episodes for the Binger games. I don't know if you felt the same way. I did. I actually went back to our Binger games episode where we watched The Wilds, and we were both really into the show and enjoyed it, and were sad when it got knocked out, so I'm glad we finally came back to it. Absolutely. If you haven't heard of The Wilds, essentially it's about a group of teenage girls from extremely different backgrounds that find themselves stranded on a deserted island. The plot twist? The girls did not end up on the island by accident. Bum bum bum. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually got a, a cool format. There's like flashbacks and flash forwards. There's essentially three different timelines for the show. The first being when they're on the island and trying to figure out how they got there, how to get off, how to just survive. Um, there's flashbacks that kind of show how they got to this point and diving deeper into each of the girls' pasts. And then there's flash forwards that shows the the aftermath of everything. So it's them being in, interviewed by investigators. Yeah, that's what we assume to be present day. Um, so before we get talking about the show, there are a uh, quite a large handful actually of trigger warnings. I actually couldn't even write all of them down. There was quite a few. Um, so if you do have any known triggers, I would definitely maybe do a little more research on the show. Some of the biggest ones that were relevant um, in terms of triggers were eating disorders, suicides, sexual assault, child abuse, homophobia, drugs, and like I said, several others. So um, do a little bit of research before watching The Wilds. Um, a lot of these girls have a lot of uh, ghosts from their past, skeletons in their closet, uh, whatever you want to call it. So um, lots of triggers there. Just, you know, take care of yourself before you indulge. But right now we are going to talk about Season 1, so I think it's time to hit that spoiler alert button, Kens. Well, we kind of went over episodes 1 through 3 with the Binger games, but if we want to quickly go through those, um, the first episode started off with Leah. We learned more about her and her relationship with an older man, the author. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um, second relationship, we dove into Rachel's backstory. See what I did there? Rachel's a diver <laughs> um, who is working through an eating disorder in order to stay in shape for her uh, diving team, her diving career. Um, and then we jump into Dot. Yep, we learned... Dot's father was dying and how she was his caretaker and that she was selling some of his medicine to provide for them, you know, just to pay the pills. And ultimately she had to help him end his life. And that's kind of where her story ended before she ended up on the island. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff, um, like, like we touched on before, a lot of heavy stuff. Um, now... I think it's also important to note in those first three episodes, it was very, um, we thought that the present day timeline was the girls had been rescued and um, they're being interviewed by the police. And very shortly into watching the next few episodes, we realized that that's not exactly the case, huh, Kent? No, these quote-unquote investigators are actually part of the, I guess, experiment, we're calling it. One is a therapist of some sort. Yeah, therapist, maybe a psychologist. Does Not really actually said out loud, I don't think. Right, and then the other guy, I don't know if he's an actual officer, but they call him Agent Young, so... Yeah, I'd be interested to learn how he got there. But yeah, they're not... 
They're not actually the cops, and I mean, I know the girls, especially Leah, is suspicious. It's like, why are we trapped here if we're rescued, you know? Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. Leah has had her suspicions since very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the first little uh, tip that gave her a suspicion was when she found Jeanette's phone mm-hmm. on her you know, dead body, because Jeanette died in the first episode from an injury, which we eventually learn more about. Um, But she found that phone, and I think ever since then, she's been kind of confused as to, like, well, why did she have a phone and not tell us? Why did she have a second phone? So there was lots of questions from Leah very early on, and that uh, gut instinct continued to almost drive her insane out there on the island a couple times. Um, but that's a little, it's a little later. Um, I feel like shows like this are hard to discuss because it's like you almost want to talk about the episodes in order, but they, again, they jump from past, present, future kind of thing. So it's like, I feel like we're going all over the place, but, um, basically Gretchen has these girls trapped on the island for some sort of experiment some kind of let's take down the patriarchy and prove that women are better than men. Not sure this is the best way to do it, girly, but I guess, uh, you know, she also, we find out she spends some time in a psychiatric ward, so obviously some stuff going on there that we might learn more about. But, um, you know... The girls continue to try to survive on the island, and as they do, we learn more and more about each girl. Yeah, episode episode four jumped into Tony's story. What, do I get to talk about Tony because she's gay? No, I just, I I think it's funny that your little note says, lesbian with anger issues. That's all you wrote. (laughs) Well, it's true, it's, you know, um... No, I, I liked her, I'll go. I liked her story, um... Learning more about her being in foster care and her relationship with Reagan. Uh, still, I'm, I'm sure her being in foster care is part of why she has anger issues, but we didn't really learn the deep root of her anger issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I found interesting because, I don't know, we seem to deep dive into each of the other girls maybe a little bit more. But I feel like Tony, we only really scratched the surface. Like, I mean, you know, we've obviously found out she's in foster care and that her foster parents don't do a good job taking care of her or any of them. Um, And there was obviously like a homophobic incident that happened um, where these guys were harassing her and her girlfriend. And, you know, that sparked anger. But we still haven't gotten to the, well, like, where does that come from? You know? Yeah, I think out of all the girls, like, she had the least character arc. I don't know if that's the right term to say, but she's been consistent throughout, just very angry the whole time. Yeah, and maybe that's, you know, I think maybe it's because she obviously doesn't show emotion. Uh, Anger is a secondary emotion, which means she has other emotions that she's not facing or admitting to herself. Whether those emotions be, you know, fear, abandonment, you know, the whole foster care thing and her mom being in rehab. Um, I'm not really sure, but she's obviously not in touch with her own emotions. So maybe that's why we haven't really had her character arc yet. She needs to get there and maybe maybe they're saving her for season two. So, um, but lots of, again, lots of stuff going on in the background while we're learning more and more about Tony. Um, Fatin found water, found a water source on the island, which is very important. Four episodes in, and they finally find a solid source of water that's not the ocean. And that was after they thought uh, Fatin was missing. She kind of left and went out on her own because they said she wasn't doing anything. And Right. Here she goes finding a water source. That's right. She had some... Um, some good instincts there, for sure. Um, I gotta bring up, when we talked about... Um, I was listening to our past pod, and 
you had mentioned that Fatten wasn't really there for anything, and she was kind of a useless character at that point, and you wanted to learn more about her and her past. So I was wondering how your opinion changed of her, or if it did. Um, I would say that it did. Um, I found her, again, she had a nice little, I wouldn't really call it a character arc, maybe, but, um, we did get to know a lot more about her, obviously, I mean, there was a whole episode on her as well, but even the way she interacted with the girls, you know, like, she started to contribute, you know, she started realizing, like, oh man, we actually might be out here for a little while and we all got to get along. I mean, the tensions between her and Leah were really strong in that, that first episode we watched, which was what episode four, right? Um, so yeah, I do, um, I do appreciate her a little bit more now after her episode. Yeah. And speaking of her episode, we learned that she's a cello player. Didn't really see that. Um, Me neither. And her father, she had an interesting relationship with her father. It it seemed like they had a good one until she found out he was cheating on his wife. And she decided to send out his nudes to everyone on his contact list. She sure did. She's a messy queen. <laughs> messy queen. We also had, I don't remember if it was during Tony's episode or Fatten's episode, when Gretchen had a FaceTime call with one of the parents... Yeah, that was with um, Leah's it was parents, Leah's parents. In, uh, to Tony's episode. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. So jumping back for just a second. Yeah. Um, I found that interesting because now there's also a little bit of confusion. I don't know if the parents know or not. I don't. I don't think maybe they know the extent, but they did say something about like I feel bad for lying to them. So they know that it wasn't actually this, you know, fun girls retreat to Hawaii. Like Gretchen mentioned something about camp. So maybe they think it's more of like a camp thing where they're out in the wilderness. Like, you know, I don't know. But I just, I don't know. That kind of put another question mark in my head of like, did the parents know a little bit more than we originally thought? Yeah, see, I want to know the extent that they know. Maybe not all of them know. Some of them know. I mean, they definitely don't know everything. I can't imagine that they do. That's a good point. Because actually... Well... Yeah, I don't know. Because it seems like as we go through the episodes, Gretchen handpicked each of these girls, right? She didn't just go pick random girls. She handpicked girls that had specific issues. Mm -hmm. I noticed that most of the issues involve men in some way, right? All these women have issues with male figures, patriarchy, so they're more likely to be good for the experiment, right? So there's also that scene when we, we go back to Leah's flashbacks again and Leah got hit by a car and the parents are saying her depression is at an all-time low and they don't know what to do with her. Maybe that's a moment when Gretchen comes in and saves the day and says, I know what you could do with her. You know? I don't know. I don't know. But before we get into predictions, let's keep going. Yes. Um, I think after Fatten's episode, it was Shelby. It was actually... Oh, there was a couple episodes we didn't really dive into one specific person. We, jo- we dove into Jeanette, and yeah. we found more out about Jeanette, who is already dead. But we know she was one of Gretchen's informants, and her real name was Lynn. And she's a graduate student from Australia. Um, she also, you know, issues with men. She um, was drugged and assaulted by a, some boys at a party. And so that's what Gretchen used to kind of like bond with her and kind of convince her to be a part of, you know, the study, the experiment, whatever. Yeah, I thought the scene where they kind of showed us the little bit about how they ended up at the island with the boat and Jeanette almost backed out when she saw Leah laying there and 
you know, they were flashing back to when she was drugged. Yeah, big trigger for her. Um, and that's when Jeanette fell and injured herself. So I think that's what killed her, not the... Well, we know it wasn't a real plane crash, but... Yeah, I remember us talking about that, too. I didn't re-listen, re-listen to the episodes, but I remember thinking, like, how did they do it? Like, did they actually, like, crash the plane? Did they drug them? Like, we weren't sure, so it was one of the researchers i forget his name yeah it seems that's... like they just they drugged them before the plane went down they probably just landed the plane and then just put them out in the ocean <laughs> so yeah weird. yeah that is weird and it now it even feels i didn't notice maybe i'd have to go back and watch the first episode but you know the fact that none of them actually had injuries now, like I'm noticing. I guess Jeanette having an, having an injury kind of threw me off. Because, you know, it was like, well, she got injured, so, like, the plane had to have crashed, you know? Um, but now that makes more sense that she hurt herself before they got put out there. But I'm surprised more of the girls weren't suspicious. Like, oh, huh, the plane crashed and none of us, like, got banged up or anything? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it's hard to be suspicious, you know, when you're stranded on an island and no one's there. I don't know. That's true. My thing is, I don't know, like, did they, like, slap them around a little bit so they at least had bruises or something? Or did they really just, like, wake up and be like, what happened? My body feels fine, but I guess I was just in a plane crash. You know, like, I don't know. I think one of them, didn't one of them have an ankle thing or something, right? Martha? Exactly. That's my thing is like, I feel like I remember some of them being like hurt and I'm wondering, well, how did that actually, like, did they, did they injure them so that they thought they were injured or did it just happen by more accident? I don't know. Lots of questions. But we also found out around this time that there is a second informant. Yeah. Did that blow your mind or what? It did. I mean, they gave little hints like here and there trying to make you think that people are involved like when they showed the meeting with dot and gretchen Mm -hmm. uh they still didn't really finish they didn't close that storyline right it kind of ended with dot saying what do you want from me and they never really went back to that so i feel like dot still may be involved somehow but i don't know i don't know either because when they, like, confirmed that there was another informant, I wrote down my guess. Mm, who'd you guess? Do you want to know who my guess was? Who? Nora. Wow. You guessed it? I did. I was very proud of myself because I kept saying it out loud to Cameron. I was like, I feel like it's Norma, uh, Nora. I almost said Norma. <laughs> I feel like it's Nora, you know? Like, they keep kind of making it seem like it was Dot with that scene with Gretchen and mentioning, like, someone with survival skills. That's what I kept, I was like, hmm, I was like, maybe, I was like, okay, maybe it's Fatten, like, maybe that's why she's not helping, like, maybe she actually has survival skills, and that's her way of, like, playing it off. I just, like, I just knew in my gut that it wasn't Tony. I had no inklings that it was Tony. I had no inklings that it was Shelby. And then I Well, they kind of made it seem like it might be Shelby, because she was the one that kept finding the suitcases. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just had a feeling. I was like... I don't know. It was my gut feeling. And then I was like, you know what? It's Nora. It's always the quiet ones, you know? And she does have survival skills. Like, she has the smarts. She's just quiet about it. She lets Dot kind of take over. But when things get bad, she's like, oh, well, no, this is what we should do, you know? Yeah. So, I was very proud of myself for that guess. And I wish that, like, if we were doing, like, episode by episode, I would have guessed it right. Would you have, like, did you think Nora at all, or did that throw you off? No, it it threw me off. I didn't really know. I didn't have, you know, a guess, so I was shocked. Yeah. Well, more wild stuff, no pun intended, happening on the island. Rachel finds mussels. They all got sick. Jeanette's body is missing from where they buried it. Yeah. They all got sick from the mussels, except for Shelby, because she's allergic to shellfish, so she didn't eat any mussels. Tony and Martha both almost died, and they only had one pill, because Leah followed Shelby into the woods. (laughs) 
And in the end, Tony got the last pill because she was really ready to kick the bucket. And Martha, like, hallucinated a little bit, didn't she? <laughs> a little bit of a, like, a half-musical episode for you there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then we jump back into Leah, actually. Yeah, I feel like we learned so much more about Leah than anybody else. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious that, like, it is an ensemble cast, but she's kind of, like, the main focus. At least maybe right now. And maybe that's because she is the one that, like, kind of knows that there's something going on. Um, but we jump back into her backstory for a little bit. And that's when, um, she has an argument with her friend Ian... Uh, she thinks that he's the one that gave the 30-year-old author Jeffrey her birth certificate. And then she gets hit by a car, and that's when she has that moment with her parents when they're like, she's depressed. We don't know what to do about it. Yeah, I don't think he was the one that gave the birth certificate. He seemed very confused. I don't think he knew what she was talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think... You know, she's just completely paranoid all the time and has a lot of trust issues. Definitely. Zero trust. Um, but then we get to learn more about Shelby. Good old Shelby. Um, as I thought, in the closet. Closeted gay from um, Texas and her father's like a pastor, preacher, whatever, who essentially hosts, like, gay conversion therapy sessions in their living room. So, yeah, she kisses her friend. Yeah, she kisses her friend, Becca, and um, the parents find out and have a conversation, and she is scared to death like essentially into the closet and gets in an argument with Becca and then Becca commits suicide very sad it's a tough storyline to swallow all of them are really but you know that's just um you know especially because she comes off as like the in the first couple episodes she was the positive bright and cheery let's play a game let's do this but she's She's suppressing a lot of emotions as well, hiding a lot of baggage. Classic internalized homophobia. Um, but, you know, it's her dealing with her own stuff, essentially. Yeah, and I would just like to say, episode one, I said that Shelby and Tony were going to get together. You did? After episode one. Wow, good call, Ken's. I know, and you said, I dig it, hashtag Team Shoney, and that's what people call them. Oh my gosh, I came up with that. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't, but... No, I definitely didn't. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, I, I wrote down this quote because like, it like hurt me in my soul when Shelby's dad said, um, if it can be fixed, then it's worth it. And, like, that was obviously a metaphor about, like, you need to fix yourself because, you know, gay people need to be fixed, right? So, um, tough episode. Um, lots of other stuff, again, happening at the same time. A plane flew over the island that they waved down and the girls think they're going to be rescued. Unfortunately, Gretchen runs interference, so they don't actually get rescued by said plane. But they still I know. think. I felt so bad. They they thought they were getting rescued. They started eating all their food. I was like, oh no. Yup, they ate all their rations. And, I mean, they found edibles in Jeanette's bag. So they got a little high, had a little fun. Thought they were going to be saved. And then, boom. Next thing you know, they are two days without food. I wonder what they did to that pilot. Or how they stopped him. They did mention it. I forget. I didn't write it down. Um, 
Um, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think they, like, paid him off, essentially. And then, like, two of Gretchen's assistants were nervous that she killed him off. And she said no. Um, but that she had somebody hack his coordinates so that if he did decide to, like, you know, be a good Samaritan and turn them in anyway, the coordinates for where he found the girls would be wrong. So... All right, going back to the Shelby episode, when we see her in the flash forward, yes. or the present, whatever the investigation is, um, first of all, she shaved her head, Yeah. Um, or somebody shaved her head. She had a messed up leg or ankle, some sort of injury we haven't seen anything about yet. Mm-hmm. Seems like she had some kind of breakdown. I think they were saying she has, like, multiple personality disorder or something, or that's what they were trying to say. Yeah, she seems like she had a full mental breakdown, so I would be very interested to see how we get there, because, I mean, you know, the the stress and the tension was definitely getting to her a little bit those last couple episodes, but I also feel like episode 10... I don't know. She didn't seem on the verge of a mental breakdown. So I think there's definitely some pieces of that puzzle missing. Puzzle missing. But she also um, begged to see her. And Agent Young thought her was Tony. But turns out her was Leah. And she slipped her a little note. Yeah, that was surprising. That said, you were right. So Shelby... What was she right about? Hmm. About the fact that it was all planned. We could assume that, but maybe she's talking about something more specific. I don't know. I think that was Shelby confirming that, yep, it's all a setup. I think, well, again, predictions later. Sorry, let's keep going. <laughs> um, so as we were saying, no food for two days. We get to learn a little bit more about Martha who, as a kid, loved to dance. She had some sort of pretty bad, like, spine or neck injury from a trampoline and had to work with a physical therapist as a child um, who was trying to rehabilitate her so that she could dance again and said the very creepy line of, anytime you dance, you'll think of me, which we all know was foreshadowing that something bad was going to happen. And sure enough, he's been accused of um, you know, sexually assaulting children, and Martha is in... His patients. Patients, yes. Patients that, you know, were children. And Martha is in denial, lies in court about it, and perjures herself, and um, basically, I guess, can't face that demon just yet that he did um, assault her in some way. We don't know any of the details, but it was confirmed, essentially. Yeah, and that, that storyline showed how close Tony and Martha were at that point. Mm-hmm, yeah. That showed why they were so close, you know? Because I remember early on, we were like, why is Tony so jealous of, like, the Martha-Shelby thing? We thought maybe it was because she kind of liked Shelby, but I was also like, well, maybe she likes Martha. I don't know. There's, like, a weird relationship there, but, you know. I think she's very protective of Martha. Yeah, absolutely. It all makes sense now. It's all coming together. And um, we find out that Tony and Martha actually live on a reserve, which is interesting. Um, cool, like, dynamic there to have that. And she's an animal lover. And she ends up killing the goat. Mm. Saving the day. That was tough. That was tough. Um, Shelby and Tony find some berries and then get buried in each other <laughs> oh good one how long did it take you to think of that <laughs> thank you i literally i said something about berries and i was like oh my gosh wait there's something funny here and it just came to me <laughs> yeah i mean we didn't actually see it but it's implied that they hook up mm-hmm. they're taking each other's clothes off and the next day shelby was like it was good, like, I don't regret it, you know, all that stuff. So we're like, oh, yeah, they boned. They boned real good. Wish we could have saw more, but I guess that would give it a different rating. 
Um, yeah, I like the one part, uh, I'm not sure how far after this happened, but uh, when Fatten went over and talked to Shelby, and she was like, hey, I can, I can see sexual tension. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell anybody, but uh, if you want to know how she's feeling, why don't you just go over and talk to her? It was a nice moment between the two of them. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. I think that was the last episode, if I remember correctly, because it was right before Leah came back on the beach. Um, so we could jump back to that a little bit more, but I did. I loved that. That was a cute moment. And a good, like, oh, wow, Fatten is a good person. You know, like a nice little reminder that she's actually a good person. Um, But, yeah, Leah, her, like, paranoia and starvation are, like, colliding right now. So she is, like... The ocean is not a barrier, it's our savior, and she, like, runs out into the ocean. <laughs> After not eating for two days, so she's got no strength, and Nora, um, is trying to get Rachel to jump back in the water, because now Rachel is paranoid of water. she got, like, PTSD of the water from swimming and the bulimia and all that stuff, so... But Nora, I mean, sorry, Rachel jumps in and saves the day. She saves Leah's life, essentially. Yep. Uh, she finally got back in there. Back on the saddle, if you will. I still can't believe Nora like knew everything the whole time. I know. That brings us to our next episode, right? We get to learn a little more about Miss, uh, Miss Informant, a.k.a. Nora. Yes, I was excited to see her and her story. And we got to learn about her and her boyfriend, I guess. Can I tell you, when I was watching, like, her and Quinn, like, their whole relationship blossom, I was like, where is this movie? I would watch a full-length movie of this. I know. It was like a completely different show was going on. It was like a Nicholas Sparks movie. I was like, is this, like, the new age version of The Fault in Our Stars? Like, what's happening right now? I was like, I love this. I want the full-length feature. It was a beautiful episode. I loved it. Poor Quinn. Oh my gosh. Um, essentially, Quinn and Nora, Quinn is, um, you know, a quote-unquote weirdo in, you know, the world's terms. And him and Nora just kind of hit it off. They're both quirky and a little odd and a little, you know, keep so themselves. So I saw some theories or rumors. I don't know if any of this is true or not, uh, but that... Either one of them or both of them could be on the spectrum. In real life or in the show? In the show. Mm. That would make sense. I kind of did get that vibe from Quinn, to be honest. Um, I mean, you know, we grew up with it, so we've got like a kind of an idea of what it looks like when you're on the spectrum. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I'm not going to label it to him because it wasn't confirmed, but... Right. Um, yeah, he's just, and he's just like a sweet guy, you know, and they get along and they understand each other and they're both like quirky, cute little... They're both awkward and... Awkward yeah. relationship, exactly. And then Rachel meets him and Rachel essentially says, isn't he a little weird? And then Nora wants to break it off because of Rachel. I know, that was so sad. It is really sad. And then... She thinks she regretted it. She regrets it. She thinks she's getting ghosted, which she's really getting ghosted. Cause... Oh my god, because he died. <laughs> because he is dead. <laughs> Bad time for a joke. Uh, they're TV characters, you know? It's not like I'm making a joke about a real person. <laughs> yeah, um, but that, you know, leads to the connection to Gretchen. Which is, it's so weird how Gretchen connects with all these people. Um, so Quinn was Gretchen's son, or so she says. I don't know. No. Quinn was not Gretchen's son. Gretchen's son killed Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I'm sorry. But again, that's what she said. She could have just used that as a way to get to Nora. Maybe, but also, like, why would she just be there in jail? I don't know. You know? Like, why else would she be there? 
I think that was legit. I think Gretchen just so happens to be like, like, I'm sure she's on the hunt, like, while she's, like, looking around, like, for, like, oh, we need the perfect candidate for this study. And she's, like, analyzing people and getting to know them, and we're just seeing the ones that she said yes to or picked, you know? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I want to learn more about how she went about doing that. Like, we see them meeting her, but I want to know how she got to them. Yeah. I would like to see that, too. Um, but anyway, we get back to the island, we get a little bit of a flashback and see how Nora, like, different things that, like, Nora knew about, like, they, she was the one that was awake and on watch when they, un, um, uh, when they dug up Jeanette's body, Lynn's body, I don't know whether to call her Jeanette or Lynn now. You can call her Jeanette. Um, we get to see all of those little moments, um, they're back on the beach, uh, Martha had brought them the goat, and <laughs> I'm just remembering this quote that I wrote down. Um, when Martha brought the goat, and Fatim uh, was like, "Oh, is this this must be what cave women felt like <laughs> when when the men brought home meat from the hunt? I am legit so hot for you right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. I thought that was really funny. Um, but anyway, the girls have finally eaten something. They're a little more. Um, in their right minds. I think this is when the moment, this is about when the moment with Fatin and Tony happens, or sorry, Fatin and Shelby happens, when she's like, just go talk to her. And that happens. And um, essentially Shelby says she's not ashamed. She's got, you know, stuff to figure out. Um, Leah is highly suspicious. She wakes up in the middle of the night and sees Nora, like, talking to a camera in the tree. Um, but she was also, like, that was the same night that they all took edibles, so she was just kind of like, oh, like, you're... Hallucinating. You're dreaming. Hallucinating. Go back to sleep. But in the morning, there's all this weird vibes, you know? She's like, oh, yeah, so weird. I had a weird dream last night. Nora's like, yeah, totally. Like, they're both not tipping the other one off that they remember what happened. And honestly, I, Leah was convincing. I was like, oh shit, she doesn't remember? Yeah, I thought so too. But. She was faking it. She sure does. She was faking it. She remembers. And Leah follows her into the woods. Nora set a trap for her. She falls into a giant hole. Nora's always one step ahead. Nora's always one step ahead. She's uh, the quiet ones, you know? Man, um, Rachel goes out into the ocean for a swim. She just wants to float and hang out. Leah gets out of the hole. Leah's about to confront um, Nora on the beach. It's like this big intense moment right before the end of the last episode of the season. And before she can do that, shark. They realize there's a shark in the water. Yeah. Big. Yikes. I guess that's how um, we find out Rachel, you know, lost her hand. I'm assuming that's yep, how. Yep, I am also assuming the same thing that we can put two and two together now, that that's why Rachel is missing a hand at the um, beginning of her episode. Mm. Um, and that that scene is the last we see on the island before we go back into the investigation. So my biggest question is, how long how long was it after that before they got rescued, even? Still could be a lot longer. Well, I have some predictions, but we're not there just yet. Um, one little last bit that happens is there's a scene in the present day um, where Leah convinces Agent Young to let her go outside. Mm. She gets a napkin from him. And she puts the napkin in the door thing so that when he leaves, the door doesn't actually lock. Smart. She waits until it's late at night. She escapes. There's a call for a code purple. We don't know what that means. We think they're after Leah. The power goes out. All kinds of crazy stuff happening, right? Um, Leah runs into a room to hide. Turns out Shelby is having some kind of um, allergic reaction. Shellfish, maybe. We'll get there. I don't know. 
Um, and then Leah notices the room that she's in has cameras and surveillance going on. She takes a look, and it's another island with a group of boys, and it's called the Dawn of Adam. The Dawn of Adam. End season. Boom. What an ending. Wild stuff in the wilds, you know? Yep, I understand the name. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into predictions, we got a fun little break for you. Mm. Today we have a little TV Rex with Ken's with Court. That's right. I brought some recommendations to the table today, friends. Um, yeah, TV Rex with Ken's starring Court. So as you all know, uh, Mackenzie and I are in a little bit of a binge-watching war this year, seeing who can watch more TV shows, which has really helped to expand my repertoire a little bit. And I have two shows that I have not been able to stop watching that I want to tell you all about. They're not really brand new shows, so you might already know about them. But if you were like me and you were like, eh, I don't, I don't need to watch it, or eh, it's probably overhyped, I'm here to change your mind. First one, Queer Eye. Queer Eye is an incredible reality show. Essentially, in each episode, the Fab Five spend a week applying their expertise to help a nominated town hero to improve their lifestyle and achieve better satisfaction in their life. Sounds like a lot of fancy words, but... Think Extreme Makeover Home Edition. If that, it's a real, it's a real feel-good show. If that was one of those shows that you loved to watch because like, oh, you love when people do good things for good people, this is your kind of show. Um, essentially, you know, friends and family nominate someone in their life where they're like, oh, this person like is essentially like a hero in their life, right? And they deserve the world. And if they win, then the Fab Five give it to them. Um, they improve their life um, via, like, makeover. Like, they literally, like, you know, help them work on their self-confidence and their self-appearance. Um, there's a food and wine specialist. Help them improve their life through food and cooking. There's also, like, a home makeover guy, essentially. He, you know, will remodel, like, their house or their living space or their workspace, depending on the situation. There's also, um, like, a um, emotional guy. So he, you know, a character guy, if you will. He um, essentially helps you talk through um, any issues you might have. Like, he's essentially like a, like a kind of like a therapist, but probably without the official title, right? Um, and it's just, like, a really great show to see these people that, like, do amazing things for others, but, like, don't do anything for themselves. And then by the end of it, they realize that, like, they need to take time for themselves and, you know, better themselves. And it's just a real feel-good show. I cry every episode so far that I've watched. So if you need a good cry, turn on Queer Eye. Oh my gosh, that should be their tagline. <laughs> you need a good cry, turn on Queer Eye. Next one I want to plug, Total 360, is called Sex Education. So, essentially, this series follows the lives of the students, staff, and parents of Moordale, sorry, Moordale Secondary School as they contend with various personal dilemmas often related to sexual intimacy. So, in the first season, uh, we learn our main character, Otis. His mom is a therapist, specifically a sex therapist. So he himself has had a lot of therapy at home and, you know, knows all the ins and out of um, the topic of sex. Uh, but he himself is a virgin. And um, he's really good at giving sex advice, though. So him and this girl Maeve decide to open up what they call the clinic. And it's essentially they're charging students to give them, like, advice on, like, their relationship problems or their sex problems. And it's very sex positive, very, you know, 
abstinence is important, but safe sex is more important. Um, all that good stuff. It's very funny, very raunchy, big fan. Uh, highly recommend it if you want to laugh, and I think the storyline is good too. It's Right now there's three seasons out. The fourth season is confirmed, but no release date yet. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, catch up if you can. I'm trying to convince Mackenzie to do an episode on it, so y'all better start watching so that when we do an episode on it, you don't have to wait for that spoiler alert button, you know? It's really good, Kens. I think you're going to like it. All right, Court. I'm going to try for you. Thank you. No problem. I mean... I appreciate that. You watch The Witcher, so it's fine. <laughs> we'll be even, right? Although I only made you watch one episode. I was not going to watch another one. I would have just given it zeros down the board and moved on. But I should just make you watch every show you don't want to watch. Not fun. There's no fun Game in that. Game of Thrones, The Witcher... <laughs> There's no fun in that. Not a single bit of fun in that for anyone. Because I'll just be miserable. Walking Dead. My voice isn't as sultry when I'm miserable, you know? But anyway, I'm ready to jump back into the wilds. Talk about some predictions. We got a little bit of time left, so let's do it. Yeah, let's talk season two. Um, to help me come up with predictions, I wrote down a bunch of unanswered questions we have. So, if it's alright with you, I'll read off those questions and you can hop in with predictions you may have on the topic or may not have. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. Um, so, yeah. You want me to let you read them all first or you want me to just like interject as I think something or agree with something? You can interject. That's fine. Okay, let's do it. Go for it. So, number one, are Martha and Nora alive? I have that written down as well. Um, next to Nora, I have dead, comma, or question mark, shark, question mark. Like, she obviously was going in after Rachel. Rachel only lost a hand, so there has to be a reason she survived. I don't know. We haven't seen Nora in the present day scenes, so. Yep. Nora and Martha are the only two. Yep. Um, I looked up a couple fan theories um, and one of them was similar to what you just said uh, either Nora dies going in to help Rachel with the shark attack or shortly after that uh, Lee, Leah tells everybody that Nora was the informant and they kind of vote her off the island and something happens to her Wow, kind of like ditcher that's know. an interesting theory. Um, but it might answer maybe some more questions. Um, I don't know, because I also kind of believe that once the shark thing happens, I have a feeling, or a prediction, I guess. I'll call it a prediction. I'll stick to it. When Nora goes after Rachel, she saves her life, which means Nora is dead. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And at that point, Gretchen is like, okay, this is the second body on my hands. Like, we need to, like, phase one is over. We need to go into phase two. And she's, that's when she, you know, starts whatever, the ball rolling on, like, the fake rescue, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that doesn't leave me an answer to where Martha is, though. Unless it takes Gretchen a while to, like, roll out Phase 2 because she wasn't quite ready for it. But we do know that Agent Young was looking through Martha's things. And Gretchen says something about, like, oh, well, you know, we need to find something so that her parents won't sue. Why would her parents sue if she's alive? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could still sue for, like, emotional distress and stuff. Like, maybe her parents are just the most upset. But I'm kind of thinking that that's a hint that she might be dead. I think that, yeah, they're making it seem like both of them are dead. I think only one of them is dead. I don't know which one, but I think only one is. Mm -hmm. And the uh, the fans are very good at pointing out things that we miss. Uh, and apparently in the flash forward scene with the investigators, Rachel is seen wearing Nora's shoes. Wow. So people think that Nora is dead. Yeah, I think that's a more believable one, Nora being dead. 
just because I, you know, she's going to go in after Rachel, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say, oh, none of the girls are going to go in after her, but they didn't look like they were too ready to jump into the face of a shark, you know? Nah, they were screaming for her, but they weren't going in there. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so maybe not. Maybe Martha just, um, had some other kind of injury that, you know, she's nervous that, like, oh, the parents might sue because of this injury. Probably, maybe similar to Rachel. Like, Rachel lost a hand, so I'm sure the parents might sue over that, too. Or the fact that Nora's dead. Right. Just the, the fact that they all got lied to. Hopefully they don't know about it. Right, yeah. I was gonna say, she must have other, like, things lined up. So that they won't sue. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why they have them contained. I mean, they, they want them to think it was a good thing, and they're trying to, you know, change their minds about it. Right. Yeah, they think, yeah that's a good point. She did kind of mention something like that. They, they're trying to convince them that, like, oh, you learned a lot from this, and this was great, so, like, don't tell your parents what actually happened. Yeah, which, what? Yeah, like, um, how are they going to explain, like, Rachel missing a hand going back without Nora, like, I don't know. Lots of unanswered questions. Yep, I got a, um, another question here is how much longer after the shark attack were they rescued? Because that could completely change what season two is if they had a lot left and they have to explain all of that, but if they got rescued right after, then I'm sure most of season two will be about the investigation part. Personally, and sorry, I don't know if this is going to jump to one of your next questions, but I think as soon as the shark attack happened, like I said, Gretchen immediately goes to initiate phase two. I don't know if like she's like ready for phase two or if it like might take a day to get it together. I don't know, but I don't think they're on the island much longer after that. And I think that the second season is going to focus on the dawn of Adam, the boys. I think we're going to be stuck just getting the the um the present day stuff of the girls in the background while the boys are like surviving the island now yeah and that's an additional one of my questions is about the twilight of adam and how that'll come into play well are you ready for that one because i also have another theory with that i yeah i have a theory as well go for it so i think that I don't think that footage was live. I think it's old footage. I think the guys were done first as like the control group of the experiment. And that's how she's comparing the girls. Because she's always like, they already made this step. That's ahead of schedule. I think she's comparing it to the guys. And maybe the guys are already in that containment area as well. And maybe they'll run into them or meet them at some point and co-mingle. I kind of think the opposite almost. Not the opposite, but I think that she was running both of those experiments simultaneously. Mm. And I think because of the shark attack incident, again, she initiated phase two sooner than she wanted. So she's now on phase two with the girls, but she's still on phase one with the boys. Like they still have X amount of days left or weeks left or whatever. So I think season two is going to be you know, we see the boys, like, they've already maybe been on the island for a little bit, or maybe they go all the way back to the beginning with the boys so we could see where they get through the experiment. But then again, I think, I'm sure we'll see flashbacks of, like, their past. But then present day, I think it's going to be all about the girls in that, you know, quarantined area. Yeah, I can see that happening. And I think, yeah, I do think eventually the boys will be brought there as well, and then maybe they all work together to get out of there kind of deal you think that i don't know this that actually brings up a whole bunch of questions you think that they're on the same island probably not but like how do they have control over two islands i don't know it doesn't make sense hey she, apparently she's got a lot of rich investors so yeah that could be interesting too i just i didn't know how there's still so many storylines to wrap up with the girls I can't see them diving in too deep with the guys, you know? Well, personally, I think it's just a smart way to advance the, uh, expand the show, rather. 
like if they take season two to focus on the guys and just touch on the girls, we're still not wrapping up the story with the girls yet. So then we'll need a season three. Yeah, definitely. My other question that ties into this is, will she ever combine the guys and the girls? Like on the island or back at the, I don't know what to call that place, prison? Yeah, the prison. But also, does she have a group where there's both men and women on the island? Maybe. I don't know. Or is that just like society? (laughs) Right. That's, yeah. Society is the control group, essentially. Um, yeah, there's a lot of questions about her experiment. We still don't really know, like, what her goal is, or like, like I don't. I want also want to know, like, what is she saying to the investors? Like that lady whose house that she went to, that's giving her money. Like, is she telling them, yeah, like I kidnapped some teenagers and stranded them on an island, but like everything's fine. Keep giving me money. Yeah, that's one of my big questions as well. Like, what's the end game? Yeah, I know she's trying to prove that like women are better under stress. I don't know, not as violent as men but like okay for what what are you doing what are you going to do with this information i don't understand i think it all comes back to her son like what she was saying to nora about how like she raised him well and brought him to the women's march and this and that but there's still you know when he gets in this frat house and gets in a house with a bunch of men there's this male instinct that kicks in and turns you into someone you're not kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that that's what it all comes back to. Like, that was traumatizing to her. I mean, obviously, you know, your son killed somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, traumatizing. But, like, I think maybe that's that was her, like, trigger that made her want to do all of this. Maybe. It's a thought. What else you got? Uh, what happened to Shelby? I have no idea. In terms of her mental state or what? Uh, that as well as the crutches, you know, the ankle thing. Um, that right there tells me that there's at least some extent more on the beach. Because we haven't seen that yet. And that would be a big jump from the shark scene to now. Well, I think that, you know... As time has progressed on the island scenes, you know, like obviously it was like 22 days in, I think, when, you know, we finally got to the last episode. I think time has also progressed in that prison. So maybe like Leah, when her first interview happened, was like the first day that they were in that quarantine, right? But by the time we get to the last episode, it's like day 20 something that they're in this place, right? So I think maybe this whole time in the background they've been passing notes and doing this and doing that and like essentially letting each other know like something's going on here we need to get out so maybe Shelby hurt her ankle trying to escape Mm. how do you explain I also think I don't think they would have done that I think they might have if she wanted to because she'd already she cut her hair out on the island so it's probably like you know like uneven and stuff and that seems like something that a rescue team would do like oh once we get you into custody and we're trying to make you comfortable like do you want us to fix your hair like I don't know or maybe something crazy happened and she had to have brain surgery so they had to shave it off she had some sort of like brain injury I don't know I'm just throwing that out there wow there's a theory Yeah, shark bite to the head, who knows? But that also leads to another good point. It seems that some of the girls have more free reign than others. Like, you see Tony and Dot walking around, you know, the vending machine, and then Leah is locked away in her room. So do they actually get to see each other? Is there interaction? Well, we know they don't see each other, because they're in a- they they keep mentioning the quarantine order. But maybe it's because Leah and Shelby are suspicious. Like, maybe maybe Dot and Tony have no idea yet. Maybe they really just think that they've been rescued. But Leah's asking too many questions. Shelby's asking, Shelby's may, maybe a flight risk. Because maybe, again, maybe she got that ankle injury trying to escape. But I also think that Shelby had that allergic reaction on purpose so that Leah could get out. Yes, that is another fan theory I saw, is that multiple girls are in on Leah's escape. Dot ordered that sushi, and people seem to think that she snuck that to Shelby somehow. Yeah. So Shelby could 
have the allergic reaction. Right, because they would know that Shelby's allergic to shellfish, so they wouldn't feed it to her. Right. So I think that Dot gave it to Shelby, and Shelby did it on purpose. So I think there's definitely a few people in on it. I agree. What else you got? I got, will we ever go back to Dot and Gretchen's meeting? We kind of talked about that a little bit, but... Yeah, I'm sure it'll come back. I don't know in what aspect Dot actually helped or knew anything about it. Like, I don't know. Again, Dot doesn't have parents. So, you know, Dot didn't really need, like, mom or dad to sign a permission slip, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's part of the arrangement. So she didn't have to go back into the system or foster care if Gretchen put her in this program. Right. But it's so crazy that that would happen. You'd think you would need, like, a guardian to sign off on it. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe they made an agreement that Gretchen takes over. Maybe Gretchen friggin' adopted her. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. And told her, like, yeah, you're gonna go to this camp. It's, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know. What else? Um, Back to the rescue. How were they rescued? How'd they actually get out of there? Yeah, I'm sure Gretchen is, like, ready for that. You know, like, they staged, like, a, another plane flying overhead and landing on the island and acting like a whole rescue team but I am I hope that we get to see that next season agreed Ooh, like here we go sorry I just had a vision of like the way that they open the next season is that like you know we see the rescue happening right and so we know like you know maybe there's some stuff that happens in between like Norris dying saving Rachel from the shark whatever whatever and then they finally start to, oh, we're here to rescue you. They get them on the plane. They're covering them in blankets. And then we see, like, we pan out, like, really wide over the island. And then it pans over and you see there's another island, like, right next door. And we zoom in and we start with the boys. Hmm. That's it. That's the, that's the season opener. Okay. And if it is, I want writing credits. I still think, I personally think that the focus is going to stay on the girls. We'll see. We'll have to fight on that one. We will. Um, one last question I have is, will the girls be reunited with their parents in season two? I think season two might be too soon. Depending. I mean, if it if it's your theory and it just sticks with the girls, then sure, maybe. But I still think they're dragging this sucker out. Maybe they close out... Maybe they close out the girl storyline and then go into the guy storyline all in the same season. Or they could start bringing in the guys and then in season three they go full into that. We'll see. I don't know. I just think it would be a lot to try to bring the guys in and do the girls at the same time. Yeah. We'll see. Be a really big cast. Yeah. But unfortunately, we don't even know when we're going to find out. There's no release date yet, right? No. I did see that the writer said spring 2022. So people are hoping for like an April-ish release. Spring. That's good. I've heard there's been some like photos leaked. Uh, it's already finished filming and everything. So I did read that, that the filming is complete. So hopefully we'll have... A season two of The Wilds real soon. Did you have any additional theories or did that cover all of your theories? No, everything I had written down, you also had written down and I kind of, you know, I said my comments. Okay, so. I have a couple other fan theories that I found that are pretty interesting. Oh yeah, go for it. Uh, people seem to think that Fatten's parents are in on it. They are donors in some capacity. Wow, interesting. Okay, what else? We got Mateo, who was Dot's dad's nurse. They think he works for Gretchen's team because he was the one who gave Dot the contact info for Gretchen. And he kept saying, you know, oh, your dad really wanted you to meet with this woman, wanted you to go to this camp. Um, Wild. So that could be something. Interesting. The fans pay attention. 
All right, all right, there's one more. The fans have a really big ship besides Shoney. Any guesses? No. Leah and Fatten. Really? Yeah, you talked about their intensity earlier. Yeah, I don't know. People seem to want that. I don't know if I see it for Leah. I don't know if that's team Latin or team Fia. (laughs) I don't see. I mean, if if Fatten um, were gay, I wouldn't be surprised. Or queer in some way. Uh, But I I don't know. I don't see Leah as queer, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, what the fans seem to want. It's interesting theories. Yeah, hopefully we can let you all know soon when it'll be out. Well, they pay attention, and they tend to be right more than I am, so I guess I guess we'll see when, uh, when the next season comes out. But before we close out this episode, we have some exciting news for our listeners. Yes, we do. We have a new and improved Binger Games coming this spring. The spring 2022 Binger Games are almost here. Yes, they are back and better than ever. With a new and improved format that we will tell you all more about as we get a little closer. Yes, we listened to your harsh feedback of the Binger Games. And we have a couple weeks off after this episode, but when we come back on the 23rd of February, we'll uh, reveal the theme of this season's Binger Games. Yes, we have a lot more to fill you all in on. A lot of changes, like Mackenzie said. We tried our best to listen to everyone's feedback and adjust accordingly. But, we're going to make you wait for it. For now, be on the lookout for more new episodes. As Mackenzie said, we have an extra week off. I'm actually going to be in California, so we got to miss a couple. But we will be back on February 23rd with a new episode. Feel free to check us out on social media at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hell yeah. Thank you all for listening, continuing to tune in, and as always, keep on binging. Don't